Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 127 of CS Radio. I'm J. Michael DeAngelis. And I'm Amy Len Kirshner. And we are chilly willies right now. It's cold <laughs> in America. We had a day, so the day we're recording this yesterday was actually not too bad, but I knew the middle of the country was excruciatingly cold. So I took a little walk and tried to enjoy it while I could. And here we are. It is frigid. <coughs> well, all the more reason to stay cozy inside with a podcast. And staying inside is sort of one of our uh, points for today, because we're going to talk a little bit about being an introvert in the workplace. Yeah. Uh, this is something I'm... I somewhat identify with. I am a hundred percent extroverted. However, I am. This may be surprising. I would say I'm shy. Like I do not love initiating conversations, getting the conversation started. But I know that I get a great deal of energy once I am in those conversations. And Michael, I, I think that you're in that spectrum too. It might be surprising to people to learn that you're an introvert uh, because many aspects of your personality seem very extroverted. Yeah, that's uh, correct. I think, and I, I think working in career services helped me better define it because I used—I I mean, I knew always knew I was introverted, um, but yeah, I didn't really jive with my chosen profession <laughs> and interest. Right. You know, being um, someone who uh, chooses to to be in the performing arts and have a podcast and things like that, but that is. That is, um, it is different, like than being shy. So I guess I'm not shy, but I am introverted. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is very interesting. People have kind of a static understanding, I think, of both of these things yeah. and these stereotypes about I, what. Yeah, I always like how you say, it, which is, but where you get your energy from, and I do not get my energy from being in a group of people. It drains me dramatically. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't do well in big meetings. Uh, I don't do well in conferences where I have to like engage with a big group. I'm okay if I can sit in the back and take it in or just be with a smaller group. Um, I don't like uh, crowds. I, yeah, it's not, it's not my thing. I find it incredibly draining. Yeah. And this is something that career services also helped me define. I, again, in friend circles, I felt like I was extroverted air quotes, but like, again, I don't necessarily seek out new groups or like start being the life of the party. But in career services, I realized that these days, like administrative days where I had a lot of downtime and quiet, I left feeling way more drained than like a career fair day where I, you know, interacted with a ton of strangers all handing me their pen cards, which sounds insane now <laughs> during a pandemic. But like those days where I had so much interaction, even with strangers, I left being like, okay, now what's like next thing? What are we doing? <laughs> uh, well, and it sounds like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not disagree more. <laughs> and that's what makes career the world go day. round. <laughs> that's um, rough career for a day. <laughs> and, and again, like I, even the physical exertion, like I, especially when I was a coordinator, I would, or an assistant at the time, I would have been carrying boxes and moving things around and checking in with all of these employers and checking to make sure that they had what they needed. And, and, and afterwards, again, I just was, was ready for the next thing where a day that on my calendar looked like an ideal day with lots of downtime. I, I just kept sensing the pattern that at the end of those days, I was like, wow, 
I need to go home and take a nap, which is so weird. So obviously you and I are uh, in an office where there are days um, that are rough for both of us. Some days, <laughs> the same those days. Big days have different effects on us. <laughs> exactly. and those quiet days have different effects on us. Uh, but it also allows us to, um, you know, for the most part, be in our comfort zone. I mostly work by myself and then work as part of the bigger group as needed. You mostly work as part of a bigger group and, you know, then do, um, you know, independent stuff as needed. Uh, so how, how can we talk about this in the broader sense in terms of the workplace? Right. And it's something I think that is worth considering when you're on the job search. Some people know it. Some people know right away. I have definitely worked with students. I can think of a graduate student that I worked with many years ago who just knew they didn't have it in them to even like go to an office. Yeah. That felt it's a lot. Too much for them. <laughs> they really were looking to find either freelance work or ideally a, a steady job where they were able to do their work from home, you know, and they basically, they were really wanting to do research. So it was not, it was not outside the realm of possibility. I think it was going to be a challenge in the, the field that they were pursuing, but I was glad that they knew it and that, that they could, you know, just try and tackle that up front. Um, so I don't, but I don't know that everybody does think about that. You just think, well, I need a job. I'm going to go to, go to work, but it's important to think about like what your energies are, where you thrive, where you don't thrive. And then are you going to be able to find that, uh, in a workplace? Right. And this actually ties into, um, one of our, our tip Tuesday from last week, thinking about your values and what you what you need from a work environment. And I think that that post is maybe good to, to visit because it includes some career assessments as well. And those career assessments take into account some of these additional things. Maybe, yeah, maybe I've certainly known and worked with people who, for example, knew they wanted to be a lawyer and that, you know, everything leading up to that, they had a clear sense of what that entailed, their academics led up to it, and it was really linear. But other times it's identifying aspects of, you know, subject matter you're interested in, courses you've liked, and that sense of what you like about a workplace. And um, it, it often is a combination of those things too. You're cobbling together a, a issue area you, you're passionate about, or at least you want to drive forward. And maybe there's a good balance of days, like we just discussed, where you're able to be in the zone that you're most comfortable with. And I thought you found a really good article from Indeed, right? The blog that you posted uh, last week I about did. entertainment. I did. Yeah. Found, uh, I was doing some research on this topic and I found a really great article on Indeed.com about, you know, you know, great jobs for introverts, um, which was interesting in itself, but it led me to a really well done and surprising uh, video about being an introvert in show business. Yeah. And, um, Hold on one second. <clears throat> the video showed a young uh, college student who was in the career exploration aspect of his uh, career journey. And he went and spent the day at an independent uh, movie studio. Um, it was the one where they made Spy Kids. Ooh. Uh, which he was very excited about. And he got to meet with a screenwriter. And he got to meet with a storyboard artist and an editor. And so 
they not only described what they did, you know, and, you know, did, did that part of the career exploration, what is the literal job, but then they collaborated with him. He wrote a little scene with the screenwriter. He storyboarded it with the artist. They shot it, and then he edited it. Oh, that's with, awesome. With the editor. And what that really drove home to him was that there were jobs in the filmmaking industry, which is a very public-facing and very collaborative industry that were still basically in individual roles, right? Things that you kind of do independently. Now, when you're working on a film, you're probably in any of those roles working with the director, right? Mm. Um, and some directors may want to collaborate very closely and others may say, here's my idea, go off and, and make it happen. Mm. But he got the sense that there were things that he could do, you know, basically on his own and not have to be, you know, just to be a piece of the, the bigger machinery, but on, just focus on his one uh, part, such as doing the storyboards or writing the screenplay. Um, obviously, that is, like I said, it's an incredibly collaborative process. And so you're definitely never going to be operating in a vacuum. But you, you're not, those are not jobs where you're on the set. So you're not around um, 100 people. And there's not uh, you know, 100 people depending on you making sure that the boom mic is in the right place mm. or that you're saying your line right or that the camera is in focus. It's all a little more on the front end or the back end. And I think that someone who is an introvert is going to thrive on that kind of energy and maybe not be very comfortable on a film set where there's time and money and pressure <laughs> constantly and, and so many people, so many people on a film set. So if you were like, I, boy, I would, I would love to work in the movies, but it just seems like it would be too much for me. There are roles. There are roles. In fact, my, uh, my cousin uh, has found a great uh, niche for himself being an office manager in the film industry. Ah. So he gets assigned so film to film, project to project. He does the payroll. He does the organ, the paperwork. He does all the organization. You know, if somebody yeah. needs a three ring binder, he gets it. Uh, he's he's the film industry's Leon. Leon <laughs> I was already it, thinking it. Glad you said it. It was something he sort of fell into. I don't think he was looking for it, but it created, um, you know, uh, it was really good for him. I think he that's really such a good point too. A part of the movies, but in a way that is both a little more steady, yeah, and yeah. a little more quiet. I think that is such a good example of these roles that you, I would never think to tell someone that some, so many times students say, what should I do? You know, you see my resume, we've met a few times. What, what is a good role for me? And it's impossible to do because there are so many roles like this that, that check so many boxes, especially particular to him. It seems like I, that um, stability really resonates with me. I am totally a risk averse person. Uh, I would love some semblance of certainty in, a, in a entertainment, which is certainly an uncertain space. A lot of certainties there. Uh, but um, I, I think that that's so interesting as you evaluate job descriptions too, because I met with, I've been doing a lot of mock interviews. I was just telling Michael uh, this time of year, not surprisingly. And in reviewing some of these job descriptions that students are you know, actively applying and, and interviewing for uh, so often you see both of those things. Tell me about how you work in a team and tell me about how you work independently. And, 
you know, I don't always exactly know how the job's going to play out and what the employer is exactly seeking, but a successful answer to those questions could be, yes, here's, here are examples of times I've worked independently. I feel like the pandemic has given so many people great examples of this. You're managing your academics in a totally different way. Your work looks much more independent than when you were in an office space. But when you think about your contribution to a team, we, I think we've said this pretty recently here. It's not just, oh, I'm a leader or oh, I'm a follower or oh, I get along great with all of my teammates. What specifically do you contribute? If you're the person who then, you know, gets your assignment, digs in deeply and does the, the assigned bit that you do and makes sure it's perfect without a lot of checking in with the other teammates, that's fine. Um, you can, you can say that you can say like, I, you know, I make sure that I contribute. I identify what needs to be done. I go off and do the work and I bring it back. And then, you know, we meet to make sure that it fits into the larger project or the, the, the assignment. Uh, it doesn't necessarily need to just be, oh, I was the one who gave out the assignments, mastered everything and, you know, scheduled all of the meetings, checked in with everyone to make sure they were okay. That may not be what they're looking for. As long as you can identify what niche you fill, that's the critical part. And it can be an introverted part in a lot of these spaces. Yeah, it's uh, totally. And that, again, I just think it's not something that everybody immediately thinks of. So true. Uh, and I, I, I wonder, we have so many uh, tools and career services that might be helpful here. I mean, uh, you already mentioned there are self-assessment tools, you know, such as the Myers-Briggs, where you can find out right away if you don't know if you're an extrovert or an introvert. Yes, that's a clear one I, here. INFJ. And ENFJ right here. <laughs> We're like yin and yang, Milan. <laughs> Two sides of the same coin. Exactly. Um, but there are, let's, let's maybe spitball some ideas here about finding those roles. We have so many uh, mm. job and career exploration tools as well. I'm thinking, is there a way to leverage something like career shift to find these kinds of roles? Yeah. So in general, I think it's important to remember that you can search job descriptions by more than just analyst or researcher or healthcare. Like you can be granular about the search terms and include the technical software you want to work with. Um, something like teamwork may be too broad, of course, but if, if you know that you, um, if writing is something that you really want to make sure you're doing, again, a more independent work uh, type of work, you could include those keywords in your search for sure. I also, that would be how I would suggest using career shift in that way, but I love... If you've been here for any amount of time, you know, one of my favorite tools is that LinkedIn alumni search, and this is not premium. It's not specific to Penn. Any listener can go to LinkedIn and pull up their institution and look at their alumni. Um, and in addition to being able to see where they work geographically and what organizations they work in, they can tab over to see what they say their technical skills are. And of course, those are, it's a little bit easier to see which of those are, are those extroverted skill sets or those introverted skill sets. And of course, there's overlap as well. But if you're curious about who's doing that work with that skill set, you can select that. And then because of that great filterability within that tool, you'll start to see what industries are represented, what employers meet those criteria for, for that institution within uh, what you're searching. So I love that as a possibility as well. Um, I always think of our career clusters too, our career interests pages, because mm -hmm. just as you said so so nicely, they're 
those those roles exist. Well, all those kinds of roles exist within every industry. So if you're if you think a certain industry or um, work area is interesting to you, you can use those more targeted job boards that go beyond not beyond but are more focused than a handshake For or an sure. and not only just um those external job boards that we link to yeah um but you know our own uh, jobs are so varied i posted one yesterday in the performing arts community that was for a theater company, a well-respected one, but it was for the finance director. Yeah, exactly. So they're, looking for, they're looking for someone who loves the arts, but is not necessarily an artistic person themselves. They're looking for someone to take care of their budget and to write yeah. their grants and to make the 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 <laughs> make the the financial realities come alive. So you know, they're you know, that's a great job for say a Wharton student who is doesn't want to get into banking or consulting and maybe does have a passion for the arts. Your skills are needed in the arts. Right. Um, you know, and there are, like I said, you know, my cousin doing HR and office work for film sets. Like, would you have thought, Milin, that that's a job that existed? No, that's exactly but right. Like, when you think about it, of, of course. course it is, because people have to get paid. Of course. I always think of our friend um, who was – she. Did she work for an urban farm, but she did the finance for them? So you think of this like kind of earthy, crunchy farming oh, yeah. situation, but she was running their books. So there's always those people yeah. who are doing the crunching the numbers. And um, I, I, yeah, I think that there's so much value in diving deeply into the job descriptions. It's not always a possibility. Sometimes they're very vague, in which case you may bring in an additional tool like a glass door to try to determine what type of, or vault often vault has really good descriptions about what some of these actual roles entail in terms of a day-to-day what the work actually looks like to get a better sense of am I going to be doing work that I enjoy or am I going to leave every day super drained because I'm stretching myself outside of my comfort zone um I, I the other tool you mentioned Myers-Briggs I mentioned I think career explorer as ways to kind of take these inventories Clifton strengths is great with this too because it's it's so specific you might it might call out a strength of yours that you don't even identify as a strength because it's just inherently who you are. Uh, one of the examples I use there is I'm one thing about Clifton strengths I will say is that their parts of speech are not <laughs> the same across all of the descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> that drives me a little bit crazy. Um, but I'm an individualizer. So I'm different from someone who who might do well in a legal field where everyone, you know, everything needs to be applied equally. I believe that every person might need something slightly different. And we, you know, based on those needs, uh, I would advise someone differently, for example, if, if this is the thing that they need versus someone else who is set in that way, but needs this other, this other um, strategy or approach or, or uh, feedback. So that's something that is so specific and granular. I wouldn't have thought to call it a skill per se, um, but it might be something if I were working in a space where everything was always applied exactly equally, I might be uncomfortable with that. So that obviously that goes a little bit beyond introvert extrovert, but I think that that Clifton strengths can give you a sense of some of these things that you naturally do really well and give you some suggestions for those searches to conduct as you, as you go about searching for internships and jobs. Well, there's so many things to explore, uh, both about careers and about yourself, Career Services is here to help you with both of those things. I'm glad we got a chance to talk about this today. Like I said, I was so um, uh, delighted to find that video. I thought it was just, it really uh, 
captured um, sort of the sort of the things that we talk about all the time about you know doing career exploration and finding the unexpected job. Um, they just captured it so beautifully. And also, I just have to say, I, if the people at the studio who made Spy Kids are listening, <laughs> like really lovely people and i would really love to work with you all you seemed <laughs> you you seemed so genuinely um delightful uh, particularly the storyboard artist i i wanted to, i have not a shred of artistic uh you know illustration ability in me but i would i would like to work with him he seems so great this is a great pitch i'm eager to watch this now i will confess i have not watched it yet but i love oh it's so good i I'm, really i tip my hat to indeed on a really really job well done it sounds like a really great exploration opportunity <laughs> like beyond the great, yeah and i i actually and then i wondered i was like did the film studio guys put this video together like oh. are they indeed partners like that wouldn't just surprise me uh, it seemed like so uh, i i didn't deep deep dive but i do think indeed has several videos like this on different careers great um obviously it wasn't just focused on on this 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 one thing but i was really impressed and i thought not only did did it really highlight career exploration but it led to this great conversation about how those are good jobs for introverts and even myself as someone who is a writer and who talks about careers in entertainment i also hadn't really thought of it exactly in those terms yeah i was really really glad to have had it put to me like that love it love it so check it out we'll obviously link to that article and the video in the show notes well as some of the resources that we mentioned today and we'll see everybody here again whether you're an introvert or an extrovert (laughs) podcasts are for everyone radio This podcast is by University of Pennsylvania Career Services, a division of the Vice Provost for University Life. It was created, produced, and hosted by J. Michael DeAngelis and A. Milin Kirshner. It was mixed and edited by Kelsey Padilla. Our theme music is by Mila, used under a Creative Commons attribution license. Please join us again next time on CS Radio.